Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. What, Scooter Braun, you mean? Yeah, it's too bad he's not married. Can you imagine the the power couple they would be? Scooter Braun is married. I know, that's why I'm saying it's too bad. Oh, I mean, it's too bad he's married. Oh, you want him to pair up with Taylor Swift to create the super genetic child. The super power couple. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Wow, third week of 2020. It's, it's going it's, so fast. It's practically over. Aw. Yeah. You know who Taylor Swift is, I right? I do. Of course. Everybody knows who Taylor Swift is. Kids are coming out of the womb knowing who Taylor Swift is. Do you know another name? Scooter Braun. B-R-A-U-N. Braun. Scooter Braun. Is that the dude that's taking her money? Well, she's going to tell you he's taking her money. He's going to tell you everything that he did is perfectly legal eagle, and it is. So let's you're you're kind of on the cusp of it. And okay. This is what I want to talk about today. On December 12th, 2019, Taylor Swift gets a Billboard Music Award. She stands in front of the microphone, and she just tears this Scooter Braun a new corn shoot. It's good to be her, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So the question is... What is it? Uh-huh. What is she so upset about? What is this over money? Is this over creative control? Is this over what? Blah, blah, blah. So that's what I want to talk about today on the Rock School Show. This thing dominates in the world of music and pop music. Yeah, I, I get it. Lizzo puts out a thing and, and Billie Eilish didn't know who Van Halen was. But this is the thing that's really out in front. And a lot of people are taking sides because they simply like the artist. Well, I'm for Taylor Swift. Why? I like Taylor Swift. Hmm. Has she got a point? Is what she says true? And furthermore, what is it that she says is true? Do we have to pick a side? Yeah, you really should. I'll be honest with you. I think she's right on the money. Ooh. And I, I get that concept. You know, oh, you're like a classic rock disc jockey. You're not supposed to like Taylor Swift. It's not that I listen to her music, but legally... In this world of streaming and ownership and such, she's on the money. Wow. So what I want to do is explain to you who in the world is Scooter Braun, what is the overt concern, and where does it all run into legally, and how does it fit into this world of music that we have to live with right now? Get it? Well, I get it, but who in the world are you going to play? Well, I'm going to start with Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go all the way back to her first album. I want to play Tim McGraw for first album because... Last year, Mm -hmm. she left Big Machine Records because they wouldn't give her control over her music. They just said, no, we'll give you another contract. And so what she did is she went to, I believe, Universal Music Group. I'll check that during the song. But I think she went to Universal Music Group, and they gave her permission to own her own music. And so this song, Tim McGraw, she'll never be able to get her hands on it. And again, it's because of legalities, and I'll tell you all about that. But anyway, Tim McGraw, it's her first hit, Taylor Swift, here on Rock School. 
He said the way my blue eyes shine Put those Georgia stars to shame that night I said that's a lie Just a boy in a Chevy truck That had a tendency of getting stuck On back roads at night And I was right there beside him All summer long And then the time we woke up to find that Summer gone But when you think Tim will grow I hope you think my favorite song the one we dance to all night long The moon like a spotlight on the lake When you think happiness I hope you think that little black dress Think of my head on your chest And my old faded blue jeans When you think happiness I hope you think that little black dress Think of my head on your chest And my old Faded blue jeans When you think Tim McGraw I hope you think of me Okay, coming out of Taylor Swift, Tim McGraw. And again, there's a reason why I played that one. It's off her first album. Okay. I believe she had six or seven albums with Big Machine. And of all those albums, only one of them is no longer owned by Big Machine. She has access to it. Okay. So let's let's figure this whole thing out. Who are these people? Let's let's look at the scorecard. You can't tell the players without a scorecard. It says here Scooter Braun is a big wig in the music industry, deals with promotions, like I said before, relationships and ownership. I think you would call that branding okay. today. Right. Here's some of the biggies you probably know. He has a, a, a company called SB Projects, obviously Scooter Braun. He uh, hooked up Ludacris and Pontiac, Kanye West and Adidas. He probably is best known for his relationship with Usher. And through that relationship, he brought Justin Bieber to the world's attention. Wow. I get it. That right there should Woo. have him put on an ice float and sent out yes. into the Arctic. But... You can imagine the money. He also broke the deal between uh, Justin Bieber and Calvin Klein. Remember those black uh-huh. and white uh, uh, movies that he yeah. did or little uh, little commercials that he did? He owns Mythos Studios and he creates comic book movies or at least wants to. He struck a deal with Amazon Studios, so they're listening to his topics. And for his I want to give back to the world type thing, he organizes marches and causes. As a matter of fact, if you remember the March for Our Lives student gun protest, test in Washington, D.C. He did that. I wondered how they got that together. Right. And he flew the kids out and all that kind of stuff. Goodness. These are high school kids. They couldn't just steal mom and dad's credit card and grab a first class seat. Once you said Justin Bieber, Uh I remember the one of the the movies that I had watched about him. This dude was there because he had, you know, discovered him. Exactly that. Huge. Huge, huge. Oh, yeah. Money just coming out of his ears. Yes. Uh, SB Projects, again, Scooter Braun Projects, has purchased Big Machine Records. 
or legally Big Machine Label Group, the ownership of Taylor Swift's early albums, mm-hmm. and here and where is where the problems begin. Okay, we're learning the players. We know who Taylor Swift is. Right. Who in the world is Big Machine Records? Mm-hmm. It is a Nashville-based joint venture between DreamWorks executive Scott Borchetta and Toby Keith. Right. As in, how do you like me now? Now that I'm rich as heck. <laughs> right? Uh, other than Swift, the label has worked with, and the list goes on and on, but here are mm-hmm. some of the biggies. Reba McIntyre, Rascal Flats, Sugarland, and they also signed Cheap Trick. Good for them. My gosh. Well, it's Nashville-based. we got to play something. So now we know the three players. we got Taylor Swift, we got Scooter Braun, and we've got Big Machine Records, and Toby Keith is stuck in there tangentially. My goodness. No, I'm not going to play Toby Keith. No? But I will no. play Reba McIntyre. It's fancy on Rock School. Well, I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least. We were hard-pressed. Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Well, Mama washed and combed and curled my hair, and she painted my eyes and lips. Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress. I had a split from the side, clean up to my heel. It was red velvet trimming, and it fit me good. And standing back from the looking glass, there stood a woman where a half-grown kid had stood. She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Mama dad a little bit of perfume on my neck Then she kissed my cheek And then I saw the tears welling up in her troubled eyes As she started to speak She looked at a pitiful shack And then she looked at me and took a ragged breath She said, your paws run off And I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death she handed me a hard cheap lock if you said to thine own self be true. And I shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high shoe. It sounded like somebody else who was talking, asking, Mama, what do I do? She said, Just be nice to the gentleman, fancy, they'll be nice to you. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Baby mama died and I ain't been back But the wheels of fate started to turn And for me there was no way out Wasn't very long till I knew exactly What my mama been talking about I knew what I had to do And I made myself this solemn vow I was gonna be a lady someday Though I didn't know when or how But I couldn't see spending the rest of my life With my head hung down in shame You know I might have been born Plain white trash, but fancy was on my name. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. What a long after up, a never let man took me in off the streets. One week later, I was born as tea in a five room hotel suite. Yes, you were. 
occasion on the aristocrat And then I got me a Georgia mansion in an elegant New York townhouse when I ain't Reba McIntyre. I'm surprised Fancy is five minutes long. I didn't realize that until I played yeah, you it. Did. I thought every country song had to finish at like 305, 307. Get on, say your piece, and get off quick. Well, That's the way I always saw it. You Go know ahead. what? It, it's yes. too bad that he is such a strong individual, and so is Taylor Swift. What, it's Scooter too, Braun, you mean? Yeah, it's yeah. too bad he's not married. Right. Now, Can during you imagine the, the power couple they would be? Scooter Braun is married. I know. That's why I'm saying it, it's too bad. Oh, I mean, it's too oh, bad he's you married. Oh, you want him to pair up with Taylor Swift exactly. to create the super genetic the child. The super power couple. Yeah, and you know what? Their kid wouldn't do anything mm. when you're handed that kind of money. You know, you need to write songs. I'm good. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm suffering. Do that. Yeah. All right. We know the players. Mm-hmm. Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift, Big Machine Records. Here yep. we go. In June of 2019, SB Holdings purchased Big Machine Records for a $300 million deal. Now, those of you who know more about this than you're letting on will say to me, no, Joe, technically SB did not record it. It was a holding company through SB that recorded it or, or bought Big Machine Records. Yes, you're completely right, but I didn't think the money chain to buy Big Machine Records was worth the show. So, yes, I understand all that was behind it, but what it comes down to in terms of Taylor Swift's mind is that now SB, Scooter Braun, mm-hmm. the company he's in charge of, right. owns Big Machine Records. You probably don't remember this, but gosh, it had to be a year plus ago. We were talking about streaming and this thing called windowing, where on Pandora and for a short while you could do it on Spotify as well. What you would do is when the album came out, this is back when hard music really had still had a a bit of a hold. Mm -hmm. You could window it, meaning for the first two weeks that it's supposed to be on Pandora and Spotify, you kept it off. And the reason was you wanted people to go and buy the physical album. Gotcha. And Taylor Swift was one of those ladies that said, I don't want to do this. I I, I just, I don't think this is right. And the reason she was talking about is because Big Machine Records decided that they wanted to window the album. And at that point in time, I think we even announced that Big Machine Records was attempting to sell itself. Mm -hmm. And one of its main big people is... Taylor Swift. Right. And so that's, we had spoken of this earlier. I'm just bringing that back up. However, 
In June of 2019, SB Holdings, when they bought it, did not get any of Swift's latest music. Why? She had already left the label the year before to go to Universal Music Group. You looked it up. I was correct about that. It was Universal Music right, Group. Right, right. Now, when the deal was announced, Taylor was upset that she was not given the chance to buy her music and claimed Scooter Braun, the whole way during her time with Big Machine Records, was a bully to her. Mm-hmm. And mentally abused and all that kind of stuff. Okay, fine. I don't want to get into that. Right. Because I don't know anything about it. You remember, this is kind of that uh, Michael Jackson Beatles thing. Right. The fact that someone else can buy your music. Yes. How is that possible? Well, you sign away the rights to your music. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift signed her first contract to create the album Taylor Swift. Right. At 15 years old. Now you say, but there was a mother, there was a father. She couldn't have legally entered into a contract. You're completely right. But see, that's the way a lot of record contracts are done. Mm -hmm. You hand over the music, the ownership of the music to the record company or to a publishing house and they handle it. And in exchange, you receive an advance and then royalties on the music. Right. And we're going to get into this in a second. But all of that has changed because there is no royalty coming back. Nobody pays anything to stream music. I get it. We're paying 14 bucks a month to have a Spotify family plan. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift ain't pulling down two bucks of that. No. You know, it's it's a, a hundred thousandth of a penny every time it goes. So... What she wanted to do when she was with Big Machine Records was buy her contract back because now she's a star up, down, through, under. And Big Machine Records says, no, we're not selling you your music. However, we will give you a new contract. And Taylor Swift said, okay, seven years. And Big Machine Records said, no, 10 years. Okay, seven years, explain. They wanted to sign her to a seven-year deal, and I'm assuming an album every year and a half. Okay. Something like that. So they would have wished for, in, in seven years, three albums, four albums from her. But, well, she would have thought that. Big Machine Records wanted her for 10 years, which would have been five or six albums. And then, of course, the tour and all that kind of stuff. And she said, absolutely not. And Split went over to Universal Music Group. What was the big thing universal music group guaranteed that she would remain in charge of the ownership of her music okay okay so that's where we are right now yes let's play another song i'm gonna play a song by jason isbell okay what's he got to do with this like i said when people sign contracts they basically give away the music yeah and in exchange the advance in exchange, the promotion, in exchange, the what have you. You don't have much of a choice. If you come into the music business already a somewhat star, mm -hmm. or you become a star and can renegotiate, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can take over ownership of your music. Jason Isbell was with the drive-by truckers. And when he quit the drive-by truckers and was talking about becoming an independent solo artist, one of his things was... I must always receive ownership of my music. And finally, somebody stepped up and said, yep, I got a whole list here of, of people, musicians, who are able to now own their own music. And Isbell is one of them. Don't want to die in a Super 8 motel from Southeastern here on Rock School. Don't want to die in a Super 8 motel. 
Just because somebody's evening didn't go so well If I ever get back to Bristol Okay, coming into the first break, talking about Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun, SB Productions, and Big Machine Records. What in the world is Taylor Swift so upset about? After she decided to go on Twitter and talk about how Scooter Braun was a bad guy and he bullied her and she doesn't own her music and all of that, everybody took sides on this. A Twitter war gets underway. People called Taylor a bully. People called Scooter Braun a bully and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Justin Bieber Mm -hmm. stepped up and uh, Demi Lovato stepped up and supported Scooter Braun. But then again, all of the Universal people stepped up and supported, you know, Taylor Swift and back and back the the song Bad Blood. We used to be good, but now we have bad blood. I've heard that's about 10 different people. The two that make sense, though, is Scooter Braun and also Katy Perry, because apparently she had a terrible little tiff with Katy Perry. (laughs) And I really don't know what the tiff was about. And oh. Apparently they made up in one of her songs. I think Taylor was dressed up like a, a, a box of fries and, and Katy Perry was a cheeseburger. Exactly. I'm, I'm not kidding about Hold that. Hold the mayo. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it today? I have no idea. However, Swift did make a statement on Twitter that perked up the ears of a lot of people. She said, well, if I can't own my music from Big Machine Records if you're simply going to continue keeping it from me, Uh I'm simply going to re-record it. Yeah. To which people went, now hold on, you don't own it. How can you re-record it? Good question. Right. So the lawyer in me went, well, she can re-record it because what she she has enough money. I mean, Uh you know, her, God, Scooter Braun, we own all the money. Uh, What she would do is simply pay the royalties. And that's absolutely not true. And that's where we start to get into the legality of it. And we'll start with the legality of this and who can do what to whom and blah, 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 according to the law. This is nasty. It is. Who is listening to us on this here Rock School Radio Show? KSKQ, Ashland, Oregon. Excellent. Happy New Year, all. I know it's the third weekend. I get it. It's almost over. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
out of the break. Okay, let's talk about the legality of this. Who owns what, publishing, and all that kind of stuff. This is an idea of the masters of songs. Now, you and I have talked about the mastering of a song. Right. You say there's a mastering of a song, which means you play with the compression, you play with smoothing it out, and you bring it up to what they call radio or industry standard. That's mastering. The master of a song is the tape or the hard drive that holds the original uh, files, which can be mixed, remixed, all that kind of stuff. Remixed, remastered, and all that. The mastering we're talking about here, when somebody says, I don't own or I do own the masters of my song, what they're using is industry shorthand for owning the underlying rights to a song. If I own the master of a song, I have the ability to profit from that. Change it, redo it. I can if I wish. Anything, right? But it really means making money off of the song as it exists. Being able to sell it, make a a commercial with it, blah, blah, blah. No one else can touch it. No. It's like copyright. Copyright is called copyright because you have the right to copy it that's why it's called copyright so you have the right to copy it is mastery owning the master is that is there a word like copyright for that or is does copyright apply it's owning the master. you do own the copyright but owning the masters not only do you own the copyright to the music you own the ability to do with the song as you want you can take it out in the street and burn it if you want so master Owning the master. It's it's industry shorthand. I, I okay. gave all three of the thought processes. Two, di- two different things, though. Okay. What's uh, that? No, I'm saying, are they two different things? The copyright and the master? Yeah. I think the copyright is inside of the master, but it gets loopy as heck when we start to talk about why she can re-record the songs that she doesn't own. Hang snug. Ooh. Owning the masters uh-huh. is more than just having the reel of tape. Again, it's being able to do with it as you please. The best way I can explain this is when Michael Jackson purchased the Beatles catalog. Yep. It was expected. This is the Beatles. This is sacred. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you don't dig up the Indian burial ground. Right. We don't you need don't. that on a commercial right. on TV. Right? About two years after he purchased it, he sold the song Revolution mm-hmm. to sell shoes for, I think, Nike. I know. It was terrible. And that made people lose their mind. Uh-huh. Why? Because there are certain songs you, you want to destroy it. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, fine. But this is the Beatles, man. You're treading on sacred ground here. But Jackson owned the Masters. That's what he bought. He did. Yep. So here you go. Revolution. Beatles on Rock School. I take two.
Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, just a few minutes late because I will not shut up about this Scooter Braun thing. Here are a few more artists that own their masters. Rihanna, she grabbed all of her masters from Def Jam when she moved over to Universal. Frank Ocean simply bought them when he had the money. Hmm? Iggy Azalea said she will own the masters of her new album and every album forward, but the stuff... You know, that's previous for Iggy Azalea. Right. You know, what is it? I'm so something or other. That was the big hit Mm -hmm. for her. And fancy? I'm so fancy. I can't remember. Uh, Jay-Z took back all of his masters when he became the president of Def Jam. And Chance the Rapper stayed independent from the beginning. He's owned everything from the start. And I can tell you for a fact also that Don McLean owns the American Pie album, which is why when you say to him, what does American Pie mean? He says it means I don't have to work again if I ever have I don't want to. Yeah. All right, let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here are the rock and roll dates. January 13th through January 19th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. January 13th, 2011, Ed Sheeran is signed to Atlantic Records. January 14th, 1984, Madonna goes national performing on American Bandstand. January 15th, 1967, Mick Jagger sings Let's Spend Some Time Together on Ed Sullivan. That's right, you can't say what you wanted to. January 16th, 1996, Wayne Newton plays his 25th. Thousandth show in Las Vegas. January 17th, 2008, Donald Trump fires Gene Simmons from The Apprentice. January 18th, 1996, Lisa Marie Presley divorces Michael Jackson. And finally, January 19th, 1993, Fleetwood Mac plays Don't Stop at Bill Clinton's inauguration. And Bill Clinton has been sick of that song ever since. Oh, you're not kidding. I talked about all of these people who owned the songs. Metallica also took ownership of all of its masters in 2012 when it signed with Warner Music. LL Cool J made a deal about 20 years ago to own everything. Prince made the statement, if you don't own your masters, the masters own you. And his second to last, I think it was, record contract, he got them all. Nancy Sinatra owns all of her masters at the urging of her father. Yes. Joan Jett owns all of hers. And the one we got to play, U2, has always owned their masters. Or at least that's what the people who are in charge of them said. Some say yes, some say no. But as of right this moment... U2 owns all of their masters. Of course, they're a money machine. U2 here on Rock School. Second break here on Rock School. If you remember earlier on in the show, I made the statement about Swift gave out a tweet that I'm just going to re-record my first albums. Yeah, I remember that. How is that possible if Scooter Braun, SB Productions, owns your songs? 
This is where copyright gets loopy. You know there's a circle C, right? Means copyright. Yeah. Did you know there was a circle P? No. It stands for performance. As a matter of fact, if you want to copyright a song, there are actually two governmental levels of publishing a song. Number one will copyright the, the lyrics, the, the chordal structure, the words, the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then you have a second level that copyrights how the song is performed. So you can own both of them. Some people only get the copyright. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. Only gets the copyright that discusses the performance because the lyrics and the choral structure and everything is inside of it. So what is the performance copyright then? Somebody actually on stage performing the As a matter of song? fact, for example, uh, we're, we're coming out of Southeastern Louisiana University here mm -hmm. on the campus of South. This is going to make Todd very happy. Broadcasting from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. For example, Louisiana University's chamber orchestra decides to come out and play five or seven songs by Bach, and they're going to uh, record it onto a little, you know, EP to right. get out. And they want to copyright it. Can they copyright the Bach song? No, of course not. Bach has been dead long previous to, you know, indoor plumbing. So his stuff's out of copyright. However, the person who's in charge of the chamber rearranges the music a little bit. Just, just a little, a little bit. bit. And the performance is done. Just Instead of the trumpets being out front, mm -hmm. he decides to put the trombones out front. And he decides to add more uh, drum in the background. And he, for the sake of argument, puts an electric guitar over top of it. I'm just making stuff up off right. the top of my head. Now, he doesn't own the song, but he owns the arrangement. Okay. Not circle C, circle P. Gotcha. Get me? Mm-hmm. And again. How much for how much to copyright Circle P? Same thing. Same thing. It's eighty five bucks or thirty five if you have an account. But that's that's another show. Okay. That's another show. <laughs> Taylor Swift, contrary to what some people might think, is actually the author or the co author of her songs. This is not some blonde pop tart who, you know, somebody else write a song for right. her and she'll be cute and sing it. Oh, no, no, no. She's either the author or the co-author mm -hmm. of all of her songs, which gives her publishing rights. She doesn't own the masters, but she has publishing rights, which, by the way, hangs on to the lyrics and the chordal structure. Get it? Got it. Scooter Braun has got masters to the physical song, the finished product. Right. That means she can use her rights as the publishing, you know, part of it mm -hmm. to redo those lyrics, to redo those chords, i.e. re-record the song. No way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it won't cost her anything to re-record them. And I'll make you a $100 bet. That's going to be a big thing in her life. Okay, and my first album's coming out again. You know what? Mm -hmm. What's that? And people will buy it. Right. And someone's going to say, well, she can't call the album, you know, Taylor Swift. Oh, yes, she can. She can call it uh, Revisited or something like that, right? She doesn't even have to add that. No? You, you can't copyright a name. I can't copyright Joe Burns. I can't copyright Tammy Burns. So she can name the album exactly the same thing. If I wanted to, I could write a song called Stairway to Heaven. It would be stupid, but I could do it. Hmm? Wow. Who's listening to us? Oh, my goodness. Let me find out here. That's a W-O-U-B, Athens, Ohio. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the break, you might wonder why this even matters, because as I've said on this show a gajillion times, and I think I'm going to do a show just on this, music has no intrinsic value. Nobody wants it. You and I pay $14 a month for the family to have Spotify. We we got it for Christmas, which is why I I brought it up twice. And I, I will sit out in my shop or out in the studio and I'll just simply stream album after album after album after album. It's it's nothing for me to stream four or five albums a day. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, what would it have cost you to buy that? I know, huh? See what I'm getting at? I do. So what do we care? I mean, so what? He owns the Masters. So what? Here's the thing. The Master is even more important today because next to no one is making money off of music sales. It's not the song. It's the ability to promote using the song or the ability to sail and or pair it with something that makes it profitable. How many Apple commercials have you heard with a song where you go, that's catchy, what's that? Mm-hmm. See what I'm getting oh, at? Yeah. The idea, that's, that's my buddy uh, Rusty and I who write songs together, we keep waiting for Apple to come calling. <laughs> they haven't yet, but yeah. you hear all the time about artists signing these crappy deals and getting messed over by labels. The point is to get the song out there so people can hear it. You remember right at the beginning of the internet boom when I was doing a website called HTML Goodies? I do. I was around, I can't tell you how many other people building websites. Mm-hmm. And the point, a lot of them, this was not my point, but the point for a lot of them was, was in no way to create a website that was going to make them rich. It was to create a website that could be sold to a major place. Right. Here's your $100,000. Get lost. Go build another website. And I knew people that did that. I lucked out and did it myself, but it wasn't my goal. So that's the point. I get it. Who cares? Music has no intrinsic value. Yes, but what the music can support does. And that's why owning the masters is so gosh darn important. It sounds like uh, commercials, man. It does. Aerosmith. They own all of their masters. Tyler said so himself. Sounds like this on Rock School. Coming into the last break, do you think that she, Taylor Swift, should be given back or be given the ability to buy her masters simply because she is the person who wrote and recorded them or co-wrote and recorded them? Yes or no? Yes. Do you really? Yep. Wow. You said buy. Yes. She should be given the ability to buy back. Yes, I do. Just because she's who she is. Yep. So at this point in time, you think there should be a legal precedent that if you wrote and recorded the song, no matter who owns it, you should be able to get it back. Uh, I think you should... You or is should, it just because she's Taylor Swift? No, 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 no. I think you should have the ability to buy it back. Hmm. Why not? That's what's coming up now. Here's what is, is odd about this. It used to be completely backwards. 
going to a recording studio used to be an expensive venture mm-hmm. that you would have to, as a band, you'd, you'd, you'd have to get signed. You'd, exactly. Right, because at $150 an hour, I mean, you just can't afford that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and, and they just don't open their doors to anyone. Well, guess what? Now they do. Mm-hmm. And I know that for a fact. I've been to studio in the country twice. I have been to JT Studios twice. Right. I've been to multiple studios just to simply tour them. They're becoming a for public thing, whereas mm-hmm. I'm sure they would have done it previous, but bands who were going to do this for real, they couldn't afford it. The thing is now they can. Right the second as we sit here, you and I are just sitting in front of a credenza that's got my recording equipment in it, and I am slowly but surely turning a building out back into a fully functioning recording studio. And I'm telling you Again. It's got again, it's a brand new house. It's gonna be just as good as most major recording studios. And if not just as good, let's mm-hmm. remember the audience is okay with MP3. So all of the perfect stuff, right. all of the gorgeous f- frequency and harmonics, they're fine with not having as long as it's a good show. That's so right. So this is what's happening, gosh darn it. The idea of a record company hiring you and then paying for you to do all this is a lot of the times these bands, these artists are coming to the recording or to the um record company Mm -hmm. with the songs already completed yeah because they spent the money to go into a recording studio who needs them to come right right i mean they cut me a heck of a deal to go into studio in the country it was i'm not going to say what it is because i don't want you to call this guy and say okay well i want burns's deal no 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 i brought a class so i got a special rate Uh, he gave it to me as an educational rate and you're not going to get it but the fact is i walked out with three songs Mm -hmm. yep but these people are coming to the deals with their music already there so they own it already so how are record companies handling this well there are three things they tend to do they add long-term ownership into the contracts which means they're going to own you and whatever music you hand them much longer than you actually are there if she, Taylor Swift, had had signed one of these contracts, even though she left Big Machine Music, mm-hmm. Big Machine Music would own their music that she's creating with Universal. That's long-term. Wow. Get it? Wow. Furthermore, they are putting control over future recordings, like I just said, and exclusive contracts, which means you can only deal with them Mm -hmm. which if you know anything about the music world today you have to have i mean it takes a village hillary clinton but you know what it it seems to me that there should be a buyback clause if somebody becomes very famous and rich like her you should be able to have the chance at it you should be able to buy it back yeah it's not it's not going to be cheap to buy it back right no no, it's not going to be cheap at all but very few people are going to be in this situation we this is not something Hmm. that everybody's going to be facing here's a few more as i said prince owns his own music joan jett does frankie valley in the four seasons they own it johnny mathis buck owens iron maiden garth brooks motley crew bg's david bowie the frank zappa estate and pete townsend all own their own music and that wraps it up so now you know the idea of what's going on with taylor swift whether you agree with her whether you agree with him they're both multi-gajillionaires I'm not sure I need to take a side in this. Really? I just want Apple to... Let me tell you, you don't have enough money to take a side. I just want Apple to call me and sell the iPhone... 
Pie with oh, one of my pie. songs. So that'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. The end. Done. Class is dismissed. Someone who needs me Someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where life leads me Somehow I know I'll be strong For once I can touch What my heart used to dream of Long before I knew Oh, someone warm like you Deserve me I'm not alone now